Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast, your home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to be a successful foreclosure acquisition specialist. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. This is your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum, recording at the Boomerang Studios in downtown Denver, Colorado, with my producer, Mr. Jonathan Winston. What's going on, brother? Living the dream, man. It's another day, um, you know, another opportunity to spread some good info and, you know, maybe have a few laughs. So let's get it. Let's get it, man. Hey, we're going to get right to it. Um, listen, the, uh, this may not come as a shocker to you. For those of you out in the, uh, this market, I won't, I won't reveal, but do you want to guess who had the number one foreclosure rate? In 2019? Hmm, I don't know. But I think you're going to tell me. I am going to tell you. And if you've been listening to any of the previous shows, you know that this particular state has been in contention for this prized award, the number one foreclosure <laughs> state. In pretty much everything we've done related to foreclosures, New Jersey has managed to show up as one of the top foreclosure states in the United States of America. Now, the question we got to ask ourselves is why? Why is Jersey foreclosing so much? Jonathan, what do you think? What's going on in that market, man? Um, I know that we've kind of mentioned, you know, um, different things like zombie foreclosures and, you know, just the, you know, the mass of people, you know, being so closely put together. Some of those things that have to, um, you know, impact that and deal with that. But, yeah. um, you know, man, it's, um, I know there's a lot of different factors on, you know, why things don't want to foreclosures. So. And the, the second one you mentioned, I think, is the most prominent. It, it really is a density question, right? When you've got New York right next door, uh, you know, one of the biggest populated states and cities, New York City, in the country, and then you've got Jersey, and, you know, where, where they mention is the foreclosure rate is, is happening in the rural areas of Jersey. Now, New Jersey is a very small state, but they got a lot of big problems, you know, and, and one of the big problems is these rural areas way outside the city, if you live in Jersey, the majority of the job population is, of course, right there in the major cities there, New York being the biggest one nearby, and some people literally commuting into New York every single day from Jersey. You know, I was born in Trenton, New Jersey, and I can tell you that that commute sucked back then, <laughs> right? And today, it's miserable. So if you're not attracting people to a, a area of the marketplace, and you're kind of rural, and then you add this commute, it becomes less and less beneficial to live in that area, and it's, it's like a disease in a way. It's going to spread a lot faster, you know, not to do a coronavirus joke right now of all that's going on with that. Yeah, but no, no. As no. people are tucked in, you have a higher probability of the virus spreading, right? Right. And that's why, of course, the coronavirus say, you know, hit China first because the density is higher. It's just easier for things like that to spread. The same kind of applies to the foreclosure market. So, you know, it obviously there's opportunity there. I mean, it's not all negative when there's a big foreclosure market, but if you're in the state of New Jersey right now, you need to be looking at the foreclosure market very carefully. If you're in a situation where you're work from home, you don't commute to the city, or you just want to buy a great house, you don't mind the commute, now is the time to seize that opportunity. New Jersey reporting the highest foreclosure rate in the U.S. 
yet again uh, for 2009. This is now five years in a row. So that's that's pretty bleak if you're in New Jersey, but awesome if you're an investor in New Jersey because it's got to be literally just stuff laying around right now to be purchased real cheap. So, yeah, check out that article. It's on NorthJersey.com. We will post that to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Facebook page, and we're not going to dwell on that too long. We're going to move on to some other things here. I watched a documentary, and first off, I want to say it is incredible how these new Streaming services have changed the distribution of information. And what I mean by that is documentaries are usually reserved for dorks on PBS, right? Right. And that's all the only place you saw. And I'm a documentary nut. Like, a, my, my favorite thing to watch. If i got to watch TV, and I don't very often, I would prefer to be playing my guitar or, you know, doing something that I find to be more productive. But if I am going to watch television, I prefer to watch documentaries. So I figure I'm using this time anyway. I might as well learn something. So this documentary called Owned, and if you want to check out more details about it, we'll post this as well, ownedfilm.com, goes in to how the foreclosure and basically the market was dictated in certain areas by the housing market. And there's a there's an underlying racism that sort of came with what they referred to as redlining which was the practice of not lending in a certain areas that were dominated by minorities, right? So if it was a heavily black neighborhood, the FHA, the Federal Housing Administration, was offering these low interest rates, low down payment loans mm -hmm. into these up-and-coming neighborhoods while offering that in the short term in a certain area. But as soon as it got minority-dominated, they pulled the funding the neighborhoods would collapse. And in a lot of areas, you know, I grew up, I was born in Jersey, but I spent a lot of time in Brooklyn, New York, where my family is. They call that the projects now. Right. So these were the low-income housing that resulted on that. And it, it just shocked us going into detail on how much the foreclosure market is not just about money, but also tied to the entire socioeconomic control that can be purported by the government that they so desire. You know, and, and I highly encourage you to watch it. I'm not going to go into a ton of detail. We're going to go into more detail than that. But one of the things that came up that I found fascinating is towards the end, one of the, uh, you know, the guys in the documentary says, how do you base a market off of what the last guy paid for something? What if the last guy was an idiot? That is very likely nowadays. But Are we in the same market right now? Right? Are we driving prices up? I'm in Denver, Colorado, where the price per square foot has gone up by 20 to 30% in the last three years. Now, I want you to imagine the same property in the same location going up by 20 or 30%, 10, 12% annually. And in certain cases, in certain neighborhoods in Denver, it's even higher than that, 40 or 50% increases in wow. certain areas. How do you support that? Well, because the marketplace right now, in the opinion of this documentary, which again touches on the racism and redlining, but also goes into how we are heading down a very similar path in the market that we're in right now, with everybody sort of happy to overpay for the property they're buying right now. And we are basing what the last, the next house sells on based on what the last house sold for. Think about that for a second, right? Let's say that your local car dealership based the purchase price 
of their Ford Explorer product off of what the last guy paid for the product. Right? So they get it for $38,000, then a guy comes in and says, I really want that car, I'm going to pay $40,000, so they increase it to $42,000 on the next guy because he wants it even more, and before you know it, this Ford Explorer, keep in mind a Ford Explorer is now going for eighty, ninety, dollars $100,000, right? How long could that market sustain, do you think? I don't know. You've got people that are willing to throw away money, but I don't know how much people have for that long. And I can also add to that that people aren't increasing their income at this pace, right? Did you see a 30% pay increase on minimum wage in the past four years? Haven't heard of it, no. No, did not happen. Did any salaries, did, did the overall, now the economy is kicking butt right now, okay? Stock market is at an all-time high. Unemployment's at an all-time low. Things are supposedly going really well, but housing prices are running completely unchecked right now. And in the documentary, very early on in the opening, it shows a, a real estate agent in the California marketplace walking around in houses that once sold in the 08-09 era, you know, pre-boom, sorry, pre-bust era of real estate in the million, million five. And he goes on to say, he goes, hey, listen, if you're the agent who sold this house to somebody for $1.2, $1.3 million, and it foreclosed, turn in your license, you should no longer be a real estate agent. Because you're a bane to the entire community. Right. And I think he's right. I think there's a reality to we are now operating on a very unrealistic appreciation rate that simply can't be maintained. And as awesome as it feels right now to be, if you're a first time home buyer, I get it. You want a piece of the American dream. You've seen that, you know, your parents in this neighborhood paid 80, 90 grand for this house and now it's selling for 280, 290. You want to be a part of that, girl. I get that. But can it continue like this forever? And the answer is absolutely, positively, no way, no. So the advice that we on the Foreclosure Deals Coach podcast give you is since we know, not speculating, we're not guessing, we're not even hoping that the market's going to go down, I am guaranteeing you that the market, like any market, is a cyclical thing. And what goes way up must also come way down. That is just logic, and it is going to happen. The question has been, when? Right? And since we don't know that to be fact, are you guessing if you're buying a house right now? I don't think you're guessing. So I think we've got a few more years of appreciation left in us. I think we've also got interest rates that have never been lower than they are right now and highly probable can go lower than they are right now. Okay. Right? So I still think you should be buying a house. The question is, which house should you be buying? And if you're evaluating a gorgeous retail property with a white picket fence and the brand new top of the line cabinets and the stainless steel appliances and the great backsplash and the fenced in backyard and you're we're still buying new right at this moment, you need to highly reconsider the future of your finances, right? And of course, this is the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast, right. so it's pretty logical that I'm going to tell you, don't go out there and buy a new build. We end every show, every show, with don't buy a house, buy, buy a deal. deal, right? So of course, that is my mantra, it is the very essence of this show, but this documentary really outlines how just a single switch... In the government funding policy, in this case, going into neighborhoods that have been driven by low down payment, low income loans, and then pulling that funding because they decided they didn't want to lend to in a neighborhood that was predominantly dominated by black people, 
suddenly made the foreclosure market tear through that faster than the coronavirus could have imagined. Okay? And that is a dangerous thing to be in if you're buying in those neighborhoods. Now, can they get away with redlining neighborhoods in today's society? Probably not. You know, there, there's so many restrictions, so many things, you know, I, you know, NLACP and Jesse Jackson would come barking on the door of the FHA inside of the first hour. Thinking, you know, Jesse looks good, though. Yeah. Jesse lost a lot of weight. Jesse, you know, good for you, Jesse. You look good, man. However, are you taking a chance right now buying at the top of the market? And the argument I'm going to make with you is that you are. The argument I'm going to make with you is that there's no reason to buy at the top of the market. The other argument I'm going to make with you is although inventory in certain areas has hit all-time lows, it's very difficult to find a deal, sometimes doing a difficult thing is the right thing. See, the path of least resistance that most home buyers are on right now, being guided by agents who got their license just a few short years ago from a correspondence course, do you know there's 168 hours of required training to get your real estate license? 168 hours, that's in Colorado. We're one of the higher states. Man, that's a lot of hours, and I have been through it. it man, it's not a joke. It's, it's not, not a joke, joke at all. However, do you think 168 hours is long enough to assist people with the largest purchase they're going to make in their life? You're probably going to need some a little bit more guidance, maybe like a mentor or somebody that's had a little bit more experience to help you out if you're just coming out. You know, if you're, you're green. You're still you're green. You're extremely green. So you're advising based on what you know, which is limited. Right. Right. And you're advising based on what the last guy paid for the house in that marketplace. We're using idiot logic to drive the entire market right now. Okay. So, and the agents, God bless them, because they don't know better. They're not trying to hurt anybody out there. Listen, I know there's a lot of great agents. I, I'm an agent myself. I got a lot of friends who are agents. I am not here to knock the agent population. But the very essence of this show is also to let you know that not all agents are created equally. See, here in the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast, we partner. Colorado Foreclosure Deals are a local partner here in Colorado, but in states all over, we are partnering with professionally trained agents who understand how to find a deal in their marketplace. So if you come to me as your agent and say, hey man, I just want to buy a retail house, white picket fence, this is exactly what I want, and I don't care what it costs, I'm going to tell you right now, you have found the wrong agent, right? And I'm not one to turn down money. But I'll shoot straight with you. I'm going to tell you exactly my opinion of that property. And if you still buy it after, under, you know, against medical advisement in this case, <laughs> and I'm going to every which way convince you not to buy that property because in my heart, I know that doing the right thing will serve you in the long term. And a lot of agents in the last debacle had to get out of the industry because they'd sold so many houses at such inflated prices that when it went under and these people lost their shirts, they couldn't go to their grocery store. Hmm. Without being worried about running into one of those clients. Pitchforks, torches coming to their houses, man. That makes that makes kind of sense if you've got a lot of people getting kicked out of their homes. If you were an all-star agent selling at the top of the market, man, you had to hide your face a little bit. Because hmm. these people were now upside down, 30, 40, 50 grand in their house. And the only person they could think of to blame was that guy that helped them sign the contract. <laughs> right? And the agents went, well, it wasn't our fault, man. It was the appraisers. They're the ones who came up with the value, right? So I'm an appraiser, and I took offense to that, right. you know? Like, because I'm using my appraisal logic off of what the banks told us to do, which is use what the last guy paid for it to determine what this house is worth. Crazy. Right? And the appraisers went, it wasn't our fault, man. It was the mortgage brokers, bro. Right? They're the ones pushing these these adjustable rate mortgages and all that stuff. It clearly wasn't our fault. And the mortgage brokers are going, 
It wasn't our fault, bro. It was the underwriters who approved the loan. And all these people are going, no, it was him. No, it was her. No, it was this segment. And you know who really got screwed with that deal? The American consumer got screwed on that deal. Right? And the banks got away fat and rich just like they had started because they really got in a jam and a bunch of people were in foreclosure and they weren't paying their notes. They went to the feds and said, we're too big to fail. You've got to bail us out. Help and me. they did. And here we are doing the exact same thing again. Right? So I love this show. Right? And I love the fact that you guys are listening, but if I'm going to be anything into your psyche as a result of listening to this show, it is going to be that you, you should buy a house. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. Homeownership blows away, renting a home every day of the week, no doubt about it. Okay, The tax benefits, the potential appreciation, the fact that you're getting your piece of the rock. Okay, but which home becomes a very important question when you're in a market like this one? And should you be paying top-of-the-line retail for your property? Now, if you're a foreclosure investor, your entire business is buying at the bottom of the market, making it uber pretty, right? Ooh, I love it. I, I call them women traps. No offense, ladies. It's just <laughs> that women make the majority of the buying decisions on properties. And they walk in, and if you're into a model home or a fully staged property, we're going to do a show down the road with my wife, who's also a stager and interior designer, and she's gonna tell you about the importance of getting top value for your home by simply putting furniture and drapes in it that are not staying with the property anyway. <laughs> but people walk in, they go, it's so beautiful. Well, just last week, beautiful, last week, last year, that property was 275, now we're loaded off at 290, and we got a line of buyers out the door. Because it's pretty. It's nice. We love it. You got a nice couch. You got the TV set up. Oh, no, man. I can... you keep it. Like, we're taking all that list. All right. right? They don't know that, though. It, it, you can't do that math. Your brain doesn't do it. They just see the pretty part. Right? Right. But you, my listeners, the people I care about, the reason I'm so passionate about this show. And, you know, a couple people pulled me aside and said, why are you so excited on the show? Like, what are you on? You know, and can I have some? <laughs> well, for the record, I'm not on anything. Thank you very much. I'm just really excited about delivering a message out there to people who need to hear that there's a better way out there than overpaying buying at the top of the market. While it's at the top of the market, you need to look harder, harder for the deals at the bottom of the market so when the market corrects, you're not finding yourself severely upside down. Now, will you probably lose some of the equity in the property? Sure, but at least you had equity to start with. Right. Right? As opposed to being over leveraged, can't sell, can't get out. We did a show with my buddy Locke who came on here who bought a house without me, paid top of the market, now can't get out of the property because they bought so recently that they're stuck in it till the market comes up or they pay it down. We're talking three to five years if things go well at this point. Right? You don't have to be that, and I won't allow that on the show. So remember, when you buy a house with us uh, as part of the foreclosure deals coach thing, you have a $10,000 equity guarantee, which basically means we guarantee there's a difference of ten grand between what you paid for it and what it's worth when you buy a foreclosure with us, or we'll give you ten grand in cash. I'll shoot straight with you. Been at this for multiple years. I've never written the check for ten grand, and I'm not going to start with you. But I want you to know how seriously I take buying a deal as opposed to buying a house. 
You know, listen, we got to keep these things short. I respect you guys' time, and I appreciate you tuning in each and every single week. Our listenership is going up, 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 and I'm so thankful. I appreciate you guys continuing to be a part of it, and share this with your friends, okay? you got a friend, a family member, somebody looking to buy a house, please, at the very least, just say, hey, listen to this Donnie guy. He sounds a little crazy, right? But in the end, I believe that the information I'm providing to the public is valid and it's true. Don't buy a house on the top of the market. And as we end each and every show here at the Foreclosure Deals Podcast, remember, when you're out there shopping, don't you dare buy a house. Buy a deal. (laughs) 